Let's welcome everybody in to the Real Kipper and Born Show Christmas edition. Wherever you're watching, wherever you're listening, Sportsnet 590, Sportsnet 360, and Sportsnet Plus from 4 to 6 Eastern. We are glad you're along for the sleigh ride. <laughs> oh, nice. It's, uh, it's our last show before we, uh, we take off for the holidays. And it's a different show because Sammy's giving me no lineup. Mm-hmm. Nope. I really have no idea who's coming on the show because Sammy, for yeah. the next two hours, yes. has built in guests throughout our show mm-hmm. that will go off like a tea time every seven minutes. <laughs> oh, more like 15, 10, 15. Okay, it's all like, right. It's like at Rosedale where there's not as much, there's a little more time in between there is an old Pam O'Shanter. Just a vague tea time show up <laughs> or we'll get you out. We've got some Christmas hats on, but you yeah. guys went one step further yeah. with a, a Christmas t-shirt. You're yeah. wearing Scarborough green. Yeah. Repping Scarborough Golf and Country Club. Yeah, I went. I, I couldn't. I couldn't lower myself to a Christmas sweater. You couldn't, eh? But no. the hat's fine. No, <laughs> I don't no. know what's going on on our screen there. It looks like we got a star wipe going on. <laughs> yes. like uh, a 1980s music. My video. golf course closed today. Finally, Rosedale just closed. <laughs> just closed today. Damn. Yes, and that's he, a good run. A historic run. Yeah. It's the, the world's on fire. It was yeah, like, it was like 13 <laughs> degrees last week. Or yeah. Second something. week of April to December 21st. That's. That's really That's impressive. a really good Canadian run for golf. It's unbelievable. I saw some sort of like long-term winter forecast here, and it's like, yeah, it's supposed to be cold early January, then a big thaw late in January. And it's like, isn't that, then we're, aren't we like almost at spring? Well, Days are getting guest. longer starting today. Yeah. Our first guest is ready and waiting. No oh, way. Oh, yeah. oh, wow. God, it's I like, look like a skid with this hat. This is a terrible Christmas. <laughs> this is an we, awful we, Santa we hat. Good <laughs> the third hey, I got to be honest with you. When I saw <laughs> that dogs? hat. When I saw that hat, I'm like, Sammy's I ain't wearing that one. We're going to give that one to Sammy. <laughs> He's nice. Plush. Oh my it God. looks like an idiot. <laughs> it looks like there's like a, uh, a cat on your head. It's like well, Christmas vacation. I, the electrocuted cat is still I was there. told, uh, I also wear my Grinch shirt because it's my only Christmas theme shirt. And I've also been told that I have the body of the Grinch. So. <laughs> the skinny fat guy? Yeah, skinny fat guy. Yeah. Anyways, would you like to welcome in our first guest? Love to. Yeah. Don't it's, know how. It's you, bud. It's oh, you. Right. Wow. <laughs> Gord Stellic. Stellectricity is in the house on our Christmas show. Now, Merry Christmas. I, I don't have a hat. Seeing Sam's hat, I'm kind of glad I don't have a hat. <laughs> but uh, anyway, great to be on your Christmas show. So what is what is going on at the Stellic household as we speak? I I envision a lot of baking right now. A lot of baking, yeah. No, I. Are well, you doing the baking? <laughs> kids are kids are adults now, twenty four, twenty, so they got their own stuff going on. But we're um, we smartly are having people over the twenty third, so that you know you usually do Christmas Eve, but Saturday the twenty third, a bunch of people over, so a lot of families, so it makes it less complicated. They can do other things on the twenty fourth, and uh, right now, just going to some friends tonight and. Really enjoying kind of a, a fun second year in a row after a couple of COVID years, right? That you're able to get out and about and see everybody again. Christmas Eve Eve, I like it. So how has the holiday season changed for hockey teams since you were a GM of the Leafs? Like now there's a Christmas freeze, there's no transactions. What did it used to look like when you were the GM of the Leafs? Yeah, you know, Justin, and uh, I mean, Kipper would experience that, that you just had the, you had the 25th and 26th over. 
and um, off, I mean. So it's like the afternoon of the 24th, um, you went, uh, or excuse me, the 24th and 25th over. So the 24th, you went to the office. We go out for some beverages. I actually got stopped in a spot check once on the way home. I was a little worried. Oh, but boy. anyway, all was good. All was good. <laughs> I'm sorry, was that last night? (laughs) I was putting all my Christmas presents out of the backseat at three o'clock in the afternoon, just with the Bayview extension going on the parkway, but all good. I don't, so, and then it was like, uh, we'd have a big ball hockey game. And then the 25th was the one day, you know, everything was just settled for about 48 hours. Then boxing day, we always had a game. It was close Mm -hmm. by, or it was at home. You go to Detroit or Buffalo. So I like the extra day off for, you know, I, so I, I, you know, gives guys a chance to come home, but I, I just found like it's a hectic, hectic, frantic pace. Every day's the same. You know, there's Monday, Wednesday, Saturday. It's all the same. And then for a couple of days, you get to enjoy stuff with family. And, you know, Justin and Kippy, if you if you win those last couple of games, it's re- like it's funny. Christmas, like if you win three in a row or something, you're in a great, great mood. I remember coming home once after December 23rd and won games in Chicago, St. Louis. And, man, everything's everything's going great. But if you lose a few you know, you're kind of, a, you're, you know, it's it, it's not fun for a couple of days, but I've always liked that we kind of, in this hectic world, get a couple of days to to breathe and enjoy family in France. We're talking to Gord Stellick, former general manager of the Toronto Maple Leafs. How about the, the last few days before Christmas? Did you find it as distracting uh, then as perhaps maybe what the Leafs are dealing with going into Buffalo? Buffalo absolutely gets annihilated by Columbus here. And while you think it would be an easy game for the Leafs tonight, Gord, um, is it a bit of a trap game as well for them? Yeah, you know, and uh, first of all, the Buffalo game, I remember once in all honesty, whatever reason, our December 23rd game was in Vancouver and we took commercial flights home. So I was worried the morning of the 24th, weather is always an issue in Vancouver Mm -hmm. and it'd been canceling flights. So we came home and then someone called and said, can you get Kevin Collins, the linesman? It's sold out flight. So we had an extra ticket. We got him home. So as the travel guy back then, that was the most pressure I faced was, would we get everyone home? And why the hell were we in Vancouver on the 23rd? So geography wise, it makes a lot better sense that you're in Buffalo. I know there's another game on Saturday as well, but yeah, you know, funny one, Kipper, that it used to be you go to Buffalo and what would the crowd be? Would you say like 60, 40 Buffalo fans, like 40% very vocal Toronto fans? I think tonight it'll be 75% Toronto fans because the Buffalo fans ain't coming. I mean, they're tired. This is the third freaking rebuild they've had. They're, you know, so it's going to be like a real, like, like it could be an ugly, ugly night in Buffalo. Toronto gets going. But, but to your point, it does seem all of a sudden, you know, about letting sleeping dogs lie or something. And uh, that that just when you least expect it. And Buffalo, they've always had the Leafs number. Ryan Miller, Dominic Hasek. I mean, they don't have those goaltenders anymore. But that was a big reason why they had the Leafs number for so many years. But, yeah, you got to show up and play. Okay, they're a wounded dog, I know. But you got to show up and play. And all of a sudden, this could be the best possible outcome. Uh, or it could be an ugly, ugly night. But, yeah, you got to show up and play. Have you seen Buffalo's fans grow dispassionate at all? Like, I know it was a, a great, it's a great fan base period, but God, what are we, a decade into this? And it, like, is it, I think attendance isn't great right now. Do you see this really wearing on that group? Yeah. You know, there was a, when the Buffalo Sabres joined the NHL, about a third of the fans were from Southern Ontario, but they've always had a strong fan base. And actually it's funny. It was reminiscing with uh, Bruce Boudreau on uh, our NHL network radio 
show about, I remember March 1981, we lost 14 to 4 in Buffalo. Oh, 14 my. to 4. Bunny the Rock had just couldn't get the bounces, night. eh? Yeah, tough night. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't. It was only one nothing in the third period. We kept we held them close in the third period, <laughs> then they got nine goals in the second. But but Bunny the Rock had come over nine days earlier at the trade deadline. And I remember the next day I'm listening to Buffalo Radio and uh they played back all 14 calls by Rick Jenneret. Oh, and I was kind my. of smiling in a pathetic way because they were loving it there. But I do like there were there was a buzz. These are the most these are really passionate fans. These are when the NHL Stanley Cup finals on generally American ratings are the top the two cities involved if they're American and then Buffalo and Philadelphia area as far as being hockey fans. So and, and they've been really put through the, the, the I mean screwed as far as the hockey team goes that you know you can do a rebuild. We did it in Toronto and they've done they're doing it in Chicago. They did it in LA and New York. But then a second rebuild and maybe now a third. So no, they're 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 saying show me, and they're and they're pretty loyal, and they've been tested mm-hmm. beyond however they've been tested before. They had think of how long Lindy Ruff and Darcy Regeer were there as the general manager and coach, and they were under the salary cap, and they put out a great product there. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's I never like to see things get ugly. Okay, I don't. I don't. In all honesty, so yeah. I really don't want to see that tonight or any other place. And and you know what else nowadays, guys? I don't remember Kippy that they ever would say. Fire Kippy, fire Justin, fire Stella. Like that just seems to be the newest thing that check our mentions, pal. Just (laughs) you know why? You know why they do it, Gord? Is because the fans are now educated enough over the last fifteen years plus that they know if we chanted trade this guy, trade this guy, you're not going to do it because there are no trades anymore. You're locked into bad contracts, so this is the easiest way we can hold you guys. And some accountability. Mm-hmm. So they yeah. they go after the coach. So if you have a bad show, are there a chance of fire Sammy? Does that resonate in the studio? We no? chant it. You would in be here. very I mean, just read the comments. <laughs> <laughs> Gordo, Look at my hat. You'd I'd fire me. Sammy <laughs> has a national TV looking like this. Sammy in eighteen months has gone untouchable now. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, right. All right, we gotta let him go because oh, we gotta get a new guy, our next guy soon. All right. So yep. Oh, go. We're going to ask him something else? Sammy, what you're wearing today makes you untouchable. That's what I can say. <laughs> there you go. Last minute Christmas gift. Chris Cuthbert said he's hoping he gets it under his tree. So if his son Justin's living, or living, I know he's living, if he's listening. <laughs> <laughs> I'm alive, And Gord. hopefully living, uh, buy the book for your dad. <laughs> Not too late at all to stuff that into a, a stocking there. It's really there. good. Yeah. It's really good. Gordo, thanks, buddy. Hey, we- love the show. Appreciate being a part of it. Merry Christmas to you guys and your family. And all the viewers out there. Merry right. Christmas, Gordo. Thanks, Gordo. Thanks, pal. So, um, yeah, that's great. The The book thing was nice for Gordo there. And uh, we're just waiting on our next guest. I just wanted to bring this up since we have a couple seconds here. You really lit the internet on fire with your Dubas piece today, Kippy. You did it again. Holy people are, they are yeah. commenting on that one, bud. Yeah, listen. <laughs> I, I haven't checked. How are the comments? Are they good? It's an, uh, you know, it's, it's an excellent article. It's very good. It it just uh, I just basically said that Kyle Dubas uh, lost an opportunity to kind of bridge or mend a little bit and 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 move on. I I wasn't a big fan of him just on the radio silence. And yeah, maybe maybe to his point, it's like I don't want to pour gasoline on any fire, but I think you could have come out and had a canned statement on how much you're willing to talk about what happened, uh, but just move on off of it. I think it would have been enough. You know, 
I, I, a lot of these things, like a lot of relationships, when there's trouble or misunderstandings, or the best thing you can do is just as quickly as possible talk about it. You know, sort through things. It doesn't make it a big deal. The more you f- let it fester, it just gets worse. Don't go I, to bed angry, Justin. Uh, you know, and I agree. Yeah, you give up on that eventually. But <laughs> the <laughs> the idea of your piece, I I did like that. Um, you know that he didn't do himself any favors. I do wonder if he felt, and this is just me thinking on the spot here, if there was nothing he could have said that he would have won. See, I disagree. I think there could have been. Yeah. And I, I think, again, for me, it would have been more of if, if you really want to show a little humility and, and say, listen, I'm human. If I could go back, I would have maybe made a few different decisions. Mm-hmm. I, But I can't. But there's growth in it. There's uh, a learning process and yes at times i can get a little emotional whatever the case is there's ways of not getting into gory details or he said she said scenarios to show growth moving on mm-hmm. and i think they come back in april yeah does he does he speak to the media then does he not the other thing too is if i'm the fenway group and you are going into the biggest hockey market in the world and you are representing us come like deal deal with whatever you have to do but you're also missing an opportunity to promote our club to tell people about the pittsburgh penguins you are our face like you're you're missing an opportunity to represent us here Mm -hmm. so how long do you go without doing that in toronto i i I like my president of hockey ops to to want to talk into the biggest hockey market in the world at, at some point you know part of it is probably on his behalf and f you just to the media that maybe he feels misrepresented him or, you know, didn't, whatever it is to say, I'm not feeding your machine. See it's, you later. It's small-minded, JB. Yeah. And I, I'm not disagreeing with the way he can feel. Yeah. But that's not the solution. Not the way a president and it's should not, handle it's, something. It's not, it's not an adult decision. It's, a, yeah. it's an immature temper tantrum kind of position i agree and it's no good we're all adults in the room here the only thing i would argue with your piece go ahead oh we got a guy we have a guest all right yeah our next guest ladies and gentlemen pj stock look at this sweater i don't even want to know what that is a fantastic sweater (laughs) thank you i uh I actually, it's hard to find an adult sweater that uh, doesn't have uh, just Merry Christmas on it or Happy Holidays. So <laughs> the bottom says package. Is that right? Because you, you, I you, have you... a Christmas package for you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's for Kepper. It's for Kepper. That's nice. Yeah. So what is going on at the stockyard right now? <laughs> well, we have. Uh, this is my favorite time of year. I actually uh, should have had this upstairs. I. I Believe it or not, leave a Christmas tree up all year round. Um, I, That's just a tree. <laughs> no, it's it's a well, it's decorated as it's a Christmas tree. I have one at the cottage as well. Um, we, the the ornament on top we change and put uh, people's faces on it and different. But I just uh, Christmas is. I know the world we live in right now is what terms you can use, but Christmas for me is about happiness. My best memories growing up as a kid and. Family and friends has always been around this holiday, and and I, yeah. I, I love the idea of 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 gifts and and 
everyone getting together and, and celebrating and drinking and eating too much and everything uh, and, and just everyone so happy. And I, I leave my Christmas lights up because it is I'm when I'm happy. So at night, there's not a better lighting in your house than when the lights are off beside your Christmas tree or your yeah. Christmas lights. Yeah. And it also helps so I, you. you know. It also helps you get home when you've had one too many. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So luckily, I do it in my home, so I don't have to go. Yeah, home. you know where you're so, going. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's right. So I love. I, I so all the best to everyone there at the station. You guys and. Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Hanukkah, every everything. So. Yeah, you too, PJ. We really appreciate that. It's uh, Thank you. you know, I it's same same sort of feeling and vibes on the holiday season. Uh, give us your experience as a player. Um, you know, were you able to still feel that festiveness with your NHL clubs? Did you do Christmas parties? What was the experience like in the NHL? Well, we did. It was funny, eh, Kipper? We got we almost always had to be back on the twenty. 20- six in the morning super early in the morning so my family we would celebrate it uh the night before so we do our instead of doing a christmas dinner uh with our family on the 25th we do it on the 24th uh wake up in the morning do quick gifts and and go and it's it's funny as you get older and now that we have kids and santa and everything in the process of of you can't really change the date because remove anything when my kids are younger because right so right right. so it it was i go back to the those phases and how we had to get around it but again uh we always had like two days off Uh, i was lucky i was always in the northeast the teams that i played on montreal boston philly new york worst case scenario was like in a nine hour drive but uh, i prioritized my family prioritized my family came home saw my parents my brother my sister cousins and uh We'd always do fun stuff with the team, uh, which is 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 fun. It's just I love the comfort of of being with my family. It, it was fun, uh, but you, it, it, I'll tell you one thing: it was hard to play hockey around those that time. Which is, you know, you love to think that everyone's heads are always into it and you want it to be into it. But sometimes you're, you know, you're two games away from Christmas and you're looking. You're so excited for that time that you're kind of. It's awful to say that you're looking past it, but your your excitement about those two days, sorry, two days at home, maybe three four days before you get there, sometime take over some of your brain space. Um, but I, it's just a great time around the year in the league everywhere. Sports, a great time to get home. Now there's you watch. There used to be New Year's was the big day to watch college football growing up, right? Mm-hmm. We had uh, the the big bowl games. So that was the other big celebration. But now you got stuff on Christmas. You got it all between. It's it's a great time of year. As two guys, as two guys that dabbled in the American Hockey League, uh, Peach, is, it was always when we, you were really young that you wanted to be with the big club for yeah, no yeah, other reason to get the NHL gift mm-hmm. instead yes. of the American Hockey League mug. Uh, <laughs> significant so swing there. Do you remember so some good true. ones? Oh my God! It's uh, with so the like Leafs, a... we got plane tickets anywhere you oh, wanted wow. to go. Really? We opened we a lot of airline tickets. Anywhere you wanted to go? Yeah. Oh yeah. I got a bunch of travel stuff, like uh, you know. Yeah. Luggage and backpacks. Tra- and... Luggage and yeah. backpacks. Like that was a big deal much... back then. <laughs> sure. When you're making yeah. only like ninety yeah. grand or a hundred totally. grand a year. Yeah. Uh, I still have my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, in Kipper, 1980, we, we, that was okay. 
we should have took the uh or just we should have taken the you know, they're giving you tickets to fly away and, and me luggage. Yeah. Maybe we should have taken it up sign park. <laughs> <laughs> <from here. laughs> hey, there's a there, there's a few players on our team that I'm sure they wanted those one way tickets. One way. Stay in Fiji. <laughs> we don't need you. Did oh, uh, it was a great time. Did you guys ever do Secret Santa as a team? Uh I don't think we ever did. No, you kept uh, I no. a couple times we've done it, yeah. yeah. We used to do it in college. It's a disaster. You know. It is, eh? Like just, well, you know, it, yeah. it always gets personal with someone, and it's, it's. Yeah, I can't remember anything too. We too much time in college. You guys are actually playing games in the, the NHL. The the difference also is the American Hockey League too. Like we play, you have to play three games in a row, then you have like four or five days off, then yeah. two games in a row, and so we'd have some bigger parties in the American Hockey League where they would just be crazy. In the NHL, you, it's more professional you're you know it's i don't know it's proper maybe <laughs> yeah. you know it's hard to get grits to be chugging beers out of bongs and uh, the beer bong <laughs> guys are holding the beer bong up. i don't know Grits those there. 80s oilers had some stories it sounds like oh, oh yeah yeah i guess how's I uh guess that's right how you're, you're in montreal how's the mood yeah. with the, the canadian fans you know, uh, this crazy? uh this holiday season I always do. I always work too hard for when I'm about to come on this show. Um, but I was going through Instagram today, Uh-oh. and um, no, it's. You, I don't. I didn't really have time to go through to proofread it because I mean, don't let the truth get in the way of a good story. But um, Michael Terrier, Michel Terrier, after 150 games, had 192 points, which is the all-time best. They have Marty St. Louis after 150 games only has 132 points. And it's the all-time worst, which is a crazy stat. Yeah. Um, because the mood around the team is way better than it's been in a long time, despite them being so in struggle mode, let's just say, in this rebuilding mode. Um, I think other times the expectations were always there. And now, like I've been telling you guys, I I don't have them there. Some of the fans do, and they get really excited about it. I always have to remind them that they were 32nd in the league two years ago, you know, and that's why they got the first overall pick. And and, and we talked about Slavkovsky. It wasn't a McDavid or a Bedard or a Crosby. It's going to take some time. So my expectations aren't there, but the, 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 the city gets a little excited time, time after time. And this is a great example of the worst start in, like, team history and it's kind of you know hey it's yeah. they played good last night it's fun it's you know so you know there's actually an article out today that marty says the team's finally hitting their hitting their stride and he feels good about them it's it's it is what it is are, right? are they I think are, are fans in montreal before we let you go are fans in montreal yeah. uh scared to raise their bar after watching ottawa and buffalo uh, going to this season with aspirations of maybe making the playoffs or winning a round or two? Well, no, they, they've, the problem is we were, I was doing TV the other night and they're talking about, you know, Hey, we're two points out of the playoffs. And I'm like, that's not the way to be thinking. You don't want get 10 points out of the plot. It's great for the players to be in these games where they have meaning and how you have to try and, but at the end of the day, if you're going to lose, lose the right way, mm-hmm. but lose, you know, they, if they add another top 10 pick, to this team uh, as the drafts this year is supposed to be a little bit deeper. Uh, it It's just adding the fa- adding foundations and talents to this team that is, you know, let's be honest, they're in need of a 
they're in need of uh, some years and some help and some depth. And they, 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 they don't have much in the American Hockey League. They don't have much on their team. It's a transitional phase that they're in. And it's, um, it's, it's good. It's good. It's a good vibe right now. And it's the, the city's behind them. But it is amazing if this, that is true, that it's off to the worst start. It's, Marty is amazing at the way he's been able to convince everybody. Yeah, well, that, that's going important, in the right? right? Um, yeah. Do we have time? Are we? We got to go. We got to get. We got to get going here. Sorry. Okay. I gotta go. Oh, I, got, I got eggnog. Got to kick him out of the party. I got eggnog. I actually. <laughs> I didn't have eggnog. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Guys, all the best to everyone there. Happy holidays. All the best. Thanks and to our listeners, don't be shy to tweet them over the holidays. PJ Stock. <laughs> you too, pal. Merry Bye-bye, Christmas. Guys. That was really good. So two, for, so two and for he's two. Dressed, he was dressed. Okay, with the Christmas guests. Yeah, so oh okay, God, doing terrific so far. So I uh, got a. Co- I just wanted to ask you guys a couple quick leaf things just to sneak it in because we got our next guest after the break. But did you see what Keith had to say about Samsonov starting tonight? I did. I don't know if. if I, don't I, have, I don't have the no, clip. I'll just read it to you. Yeah, please. He has to play. We have to get him going here. That's really it. When I asked about him playing, your coach goes, "I mean, he's got to play." All there is to it. We just we need to figure this out. Ooh. Yeah, Ooh. he's Ooh. not very patient right now with uh, Samsonov. And uh, he also didn't even bother going through the motions of like we think there's a lot there, and he's ready to. He was just like, no, no, no. He, uh, like, he, he tried that yeah. maybe about a month ago. Yeah. So at least I think Sheldon's smart enough that he can say to himself, "I I've played that card already." You know what this is to me? This is the you're handing the guy the rope. And you're saying, I'm not going to hang this guy. Yeah. But if he wants to do it with his own play, you can take the opportunity and run with it. But if you need the rope, here you go. I, I don't think he's, I, I don't know what you do. So if he goes out tonight and he's terrible, then what? Man, so, we got to get that hat off your head. I don't know. I, <laughs> how about, my hair probably looks like, look like a hair looks like now. Look like an idiot without it. <laughs> in my article, I do it uh, in my article that you can find on my uh X account, my Twitter account at Real Kipper is also in news and notes, and I was talking about uh, Matt Murray. I saw Whoa. that. I saw Whoa. that. Oh, my saw God. That. He's our next guest. <laughs> I'm going through Kip's article today. I get to this, and the first line of whatever is like, oh I'm not my. sure Matt Murray's done this year. I, I think like, you should be writing. That should be, you buried the lead. That's so <laughs> article. That's not a footnote. Boys, he's feeling good. And oh he's young, he's and a, he wants to keep playing. If he wants to play this year, they're hooped. No, they're no, so no, 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 no. Time, time out, time how out. How could they financially? I'll never financially recover from I, this. I didn't get, I, I didn't get that. Uh, I didn't get that far into the uh, uh, the news and notes on. He'll get through trade deadline. He'll okay. get to the side where the cap doesn't matter. But doesn't it matter until the playoffs? It does matter until the playoffs, right? Well, I think to field the team, I mean... I don't think he'd see a game in the regular season, but I think he'd be in a position where he could start playing for the Marlies. He can take a two-week stint down there, and he could be available as a third, fourth goalie. I can see him hoisting the cup with the Oilers now. Like, <laughs> and they claim him on waivers in oh April. I thought you'd like that. That one jumped I know it said they liked it. No, they I don't like read it, it at all. I don't like it at all. I read it, <laughs> and I was stunned by it. Anyways, we should take a break. All right. More of Sammy's surprise <laughs> Christmas surprise list on the Real Kipper and Born Show. Don't go away. 
everything Raptors before and after the games. The Raptor Show with Will Liu. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back into the Real Kipper and Born Christmas Edition. Before we take off for the next little while, back in the new year. Is that true? Oopsies. Well, it is for our show, but you and I are going to do... We have one Leaf, of, Leaf game. One, one hockey. Yes, that's what I'm trying to say. Well, it's uh, been a... It's like, Sammy, you, you shot us out of a cannon with two amazing guests to start our, Gordon, our party. I'm just working on... Uh, of our other guests right now so yeah but i just the matt murray thing kind of just caught me off guard. <laughs> <laughs> and this hat jesus no you're, you're, <laughs> i haven't thought of <laughs> shut up God, sorry <laughs> take me seriously uh, okay <laughs> grinch body got the toque on whatever anyway sorry he's he's not 35 and he doesn't want to retire matt murray matt murray matt murray was Struggling to stay healthy for most of his career. Uh, getting older doesn't yeah. tend to help that. Not playing doesn't tend to so help your I goaltending. Think, I think by the book, he had his hip surgery. But mm-hmm. I, don't know what, I don't know what's out there officially, but he may have had two hip surgeries. Oof. It's fine. It's, like, it's fine. Like Beverly Hills, man. You just go in there and you say you want to take a little off the chin. And the next thing you're working on your nose <laughs> yeah. and your high cheekbones like, and your calves. Like you're renoing your house. You got to keep a few walls so you can say it's a reno, yeah. not a rebuild. And <laughs> so Matt Murray went in there and said, while you're at it, take care of this, this, and this. And by March, he'll start skating again. Okay, so he's on the Leafs books for 4.687. Were he to hockey again this season? Um, his recent statistics, not great. You know. No, this is about just putting yourself in a position, I think, to... Yeah, you could play again in the league if someone wants to give you a chance. And whether or not the Leafs or in any other team want to bring him back next year, I'm sure he would do what all the rest of them have done now, and that's play for, I don't know, a million bucks, even if it starts as a PTO and gets yourself a... Still, he's got some good hockey games under his belt. And well, if he's the, feeling healthy yeah. and pain-free for the first time... There's a very good chance he could resume his career next year. I mean, he is a six foot four, twenty nine year old, two time Stanley Cup champion. Mm. That is the full resume for him. If you want to give him a chance, I, uh, you know, I think I'm within my rights to stay skeptical that he'll be able to do it. But I think it's great. I don't think, you know, I don't like seeing injury cost anyone's career. So, hope that works out tonight. Samson will get his chance once again, and. Uh, you like his chances uh, against a team that's uh, really looking mighty tough right now, the Buffalo Sabres. So the Sabres last year were third in the NHL in goals four per game. Third. This year they're 25th. So that's been the story of their season. They're the guys who had yeah. career breakout years. Tage got hurt. Yeah, but he's played 24 games. and In those games, he went from 1.2 points per game to 0.6-something. You know, Tuck last year was over a point per game. He's well below. Skinner was a point per game. He's below. Cousins is regressed. They can't score. I I don't predict this often, but I think Leafs win, win rather big tonight. I, I think, yeah, they should, but, like, the problem is every time we I say know, that. I, I get nervous. Get I never say that. I, I get yeah. nervous against a team that got humiliated I the game before, and factor. they will be on their best behavior. Like, 
their head coach Granados feeling the pressure, and he's not. I don't think he's going to let them get in and 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 be loose off the bat It'll here. Be Will Farrell in the dressing room though. The everyone needs to calm down from old school. That whole bit. Yeah. You know, it's he's yeah. going to be fired and, up. And notoriously, it has always been rather tough for the Leafs for whatever reason. And even if the crowd's 50-50 or 60-40, 70-30 their way, there's, it's always a tough, historically, it's always been tough to go down the QEW yeah. and get two points. So it sounds like some of the reason it's so many Leafs fans is not like a lack of desire there so much as there's just a premium to sell those tickets to Leafs fans, right? Like you make your season ticket money back by selling a couple of Leafs tickets. And... The other thing, and you're more of a football guy, Sammy, but like are the Sabre fans going, hey, I'm going on the Buffalo Bills side right yeah. now. I'm really having a lot of fun with this team. Bills are in a fight to make the playoffs. So, hey, we got our next guest. It's looking a lot better though now yeah. with big wins. Next guest. Next guest now on our Christmas edition of the Real Kipper and Born Show. Oh, he just dropped. Oh, is it Kevin Kurz? Oh, you were on a roll, Sammy, and you got a dropped call. I actually want to say that's the first one all year, and we had Uh, it on our final day. It wasn't a call, though. I had him on screen. Had him on screen. Uh, It must be someone older. (laughs) Who? (laughs) Yeah, older. I was thinking Doug McClain old, though. Uh Oh, Oh, boy. We have the no, visual. I think he's going. Uh, he's going without the ear bu- earbuds. <laughs> oh, sorry, guys. Can we hear him? Yorkie, can you hear us? I got you guys. Hey. Hey. Uh, yeah, you sound great. Very nice. Very Merry nice. Christmas. Welcome to the Christmas show. How are you? Oh, I'm good, board. You guys are looking merry. You got the Santa hats going. I love it. Yes, yes. And like, we got the one that Sam's listen, dog chewed on his head, and we're all good. I know props after being in the business for 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> so what's looking. how's it shaping up for you and your family this uh this holiday season yorkie kipper i got an easy job man all i gotta do well not that easy i just gotta buy a present for my wife I, i'm like you i got older kids now so uh they're just coming home uh one's home today one's home coming home tomorrow from western and then uh you know they're just back to see their friends so as long as i make sure i get my wife a nice present I'm all good. Everything else is taken care of for me, so it's uh, it's an easy Christmas for me. And what about when you were playing in the NHL? We asked PJ his experience. We had him on before you about being an NHL player at Christmas time. What are some of your memories from that time of year? As uh, you know, that stand out from your time playing in the league? Exhausted, like just yeah. <laughs> two, two, two days off. Um, <laughs> what a break! Just, yeah, like it's that's what I remember from the league. You just you play so much, and then uh, although I will say, Secret Santa in the NHL, I do miss that. There we that go. Was my, that was my favorite part, time of Christmas, Barney. Uh, the Jap gifts for the guys on the team, and uh, always some pretty good ones. Some pretty good. A- anything ones. So anything stand stand out that you can uh, remember that's uh, arable? <laughs> they weren't always appropriate, I, I, as I recall. <laughs> Do you know? Do you know who I gave the best gift to, and and, and I put it down as anonymous. Back when I played in Ottawa, I found. Hopefully, he's not listening because uh, you know we're kind of buddies. But I found a little Sesame Street figurine of the Count, and uh, I wrapped it up special for Jacques Martin. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't know. He probably knows today it was from me, but uh, I always thought, you know, there's a little bit of resemblance there between Jacques and uh, the Count from Sesame Street. So that was one of my better ones. And, uh, and Timmy Thomas, back when I played in Boston, Timmy, you know, as goalies, we all know this, goalies have unique body shapes, right? You got skinny ones, you got chubby ones. Timmy was a little bit of the chubbier uh, body body shape, and he loved his burgers. He loved his burgers. I used to call him the Hamburglar. So <laughs> I on my way to Secret Santa, because I'd always buy guys a few extra gifts, stopped off at uh, McDonald's on the way to Secret Santa, wrapped up the burger, put it under the tree specially for Timmy, so he got himself a nice burger uh, for Christmas. <laughs> Did he eat it is the question. <laughs> oh, he had it. He loved it. He loved it. <laughs> And, and Kemper, you know this, you always have the cheap guys on your team, right, too, eh? Oh, yeah. So you, yeah, the cheap guy would always get the wallet with the nail hammered through it. <laughs> a, a pair of jeans with, like, really long extra pockets for old Johnny Long Pockets. So, no, Christmas Santa, I, I love it. I, I miss that. So that's my biggest thing I miss about the holidays in the NHL. So, Yorkie, if, uh, if you were to give that same present to Jacques Martin after – blowing a, a lead and and losing to Arizona and going 0-1 in his comeback, uh, what kind of mood would he be in right now if you, if you gave him the same gift? <laughs> I think, you know what? I think he's pretty good. Like, he he had a chance to come in and kind of evaluate up up top before he jumped on the bench here. So he... He knows there's some work to do with this team, especially on the basics. Listen, guys, they were practicing line changes yesterday in practice, wow. changing on the fly. And I remember doing that when I played for him. So he's he's taken this school. It's like old Rodney Dangerfield back to school. The guys are going back to school, and they're going to uh, you know work with the basics. Jock's a patient guy. He doesn't think this is going to change overnight. So I think uh, you know if you're going to give him something for Secret Santa, maybe. Uh, a little more patience because that's what it's going to take. Is, is is the market patient? Not so much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. I think, uh, you know, th- they were crying to get DJ fired for a long time. Like that, it's, it's, it, this market has gone through a lot. You go back when, when Eugene Melnick had Pierre Dorian trading away Mark Stone and Pajot and all the stars they had in Ottawa. And it's just been so long since they've been in the playoffs. So people are impatient. But I think now there's a little more patience. They made the coaching move. They got Alfie on the bench, which the, the fan base absolutely loves. So, yeah, they're they're not so patient, but they are. I guess it's a, it's, it's a two-sided answer. I, I, think, I, think, I think they kind of realize where they are right now, fellas. They're not going to be a playoff team. Well, and is the intent then with Martin to get them into that mix at all? Or you think this is just like a concession no. in mid-December? Or No, no. I Like, they still have games in hands. And, the, and obviously yeah. the plan is, like, you know, just look at St. Louis, right? They were in last place going back to when they won their cup. So, yeah, yeah, go on a run. Yeah, the, the plan is to go on a run. But I think first and foremost, the plan is to get this team playing with the magic word, more structure. And I think that's plan number one. Get them playing with more structure. Get them playing more on the right side of the puck. And then you know, hopefully get back into the playoff race. For sure. For sure. They're not giving up on the playoffs. But I think realistically speaking, if you look where they are, it, it's going to be tough. Okay, one more before we let you go. 
Give me a name right now that would suit what this Ottawa roster needs right now for a next head coach. We assume that Jacques just holding the Ford here. Craig Berube, is it a, a, a Gruden uh, who's with the Marlies right now? Another uh, young mind that uh, does not have NHL experience. Patrick Waugh, what? Give me a name here. I love John Gruden, boys. I've known Gruden for a long time. We 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 played together in Ottawa. Uh, I, is he ready to be a head coach? I don't know, but it's I, I'm not a big fan of, of of you keep recycling coaches. I just look at what happened in New York Islanders when John Gruden was the D coach there. I look at the season Boston had last year when John Gruden was the D coach. I'm a big believer in your after your goaltender, your defense, are your most important players. I I, I think Gruden's is a fantastic D coach. Um, would he be a great head coach? I think so. Cause I, I think defensemen are the smartest guys around. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Yorkie. Thanks for doing this, man. Happy holidays. Thanks, Yorkie. Great guy. What a great guy. Uh, I saw you saying Barube in your little piece today. With the sense. That's I, I hear there's a few guys that want Craig Barube. John, I don't know. John Gruden seems to have a lot of friends in media in Ottawa. Well, I mean, it's a great point. As the you know, you're the D coach for the Boston Bruins last year. Yeah, doing a pretty good job. Yeah, you know? the, the defense is very good, you know, and the head coach is very good too. Yeah, you know, it's, it's. I'm not saying Gruden, I, I, I don't know anything about. I know there's some issues with putting the puck in the net in Washington, but Carberry coming out of the Leaf bench is looking pretty good right now. Mm-hmm. In just, Washington. It's very uncommon. It's, it's typical for coaches to have their most success in their second stint in the league. If you're a team that's ready to go for it, well, maybe Ottawa's not. I don't know. Close enough. Yeah. Uh, he had a secret Santa, secret Santa thing going on. Yeah. Hockey. I mean, that's hilarious. The The count is pretty good. The count's good. I like the uh, the cheap guy stuff. Yeah. That's all. You got you to gotta get creative. Sometimes. Just working on our next guest here. Talk amongst yourself, fellas. Okay. Uh, let's talk about the coaching thing a little bit more. Um, yeah. Yorkie saying, you know, he likes this unproven guy. What do you, th- what do you think Ottawa's expectations are? Because I thought this was supposed to be yeah. maybe they're in the Leafs category this yeah. year type of year. I, you know, we spoke earlier in the show about Buffalo with, with Gord and yeah, you got yeah. End up with a fan base that loses interest quickly. Mm-hmm. I don't, th- I don't think that new ownership group now, led by by Michael Ann Lauer, can afford now the next thirty plus yeah, games. Just be, yeah. To just over. yeah, I I, do. I don't believe that for a second. There's there's advertising to sell. There's boxes to sell. There's reservations and restaurants to be made here. And if you lose that for a year, then you lose momentum going into next fall. Well, these games are huge coming up because they have so many games at hand. They're just so far behind the rest of the league, so it looks like they're way, way, way out of it. They need to win their games in hand to show people they need that they're an in the Edmonton mix. Oiler run. They need something like that. Eight, Kev. nine, ten games in a row. Yeah, they've lost five in a row at this point. But God, there's so many okay. six. Don't games. have much time for next guest. Okay, but we got him. Let's go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, oh it's Merry Christmas, this guy. Now, this guy is the king on the internet with Christmas pictures and, right? Like He's a festive gentleman. You are. You, you love this time of year, do you not, 
Mike Fuda? Oh, absolutely, but I don't have a hat. You guys look so festive. <laughs> uh, I, I got to be honest with you. I thought for sure there'd be like a tree in the background and maybe like Rudolph. Nick, I'm literally, I started off in this venture. I was going to go, I was supposed to shop in Oakville last night and it's meeting up a friend. I went to the pump house in Oakville, had a couple beers. I was going to go to the Leaf game in Buffalo and I just couldn't get up for it. So I stopped at a hotel. I'm at a Fairfield hotel in Oakville, so I'm going to end up watching the game here in Oakville. So it's been a very non-productive <laughs> talk Sammy out of coming on and just being on the radio, but he said I had the FaceTime, so here we go. Oh, How's we Sammy love seeing your pretty day? face. How's Sammy doing? I mean, last week, what did he go? Eight day, eight, eight, I was listening to you guys, and I mean, I love listening to you guys, but oh. eight days ago, you had a, you were tracking a flight with Otani. Oh, my God. Here Jeez. we go. You know, we got a Columbus loss. Sammy goes to see his boys play in London, and they get pancake eight two. <laughs> like, and he still finds a way to bring that smile to work. Oh. So I hope there's better things in the with the Leafs tonight, and uh, and obviously you could enjoy the seven nothing shellacking as I think we all did. Butes. But uh, you know, you know better than that. you know better than anyone. Junior hockey is a little bit of an unpredictable beast. Uh, they wow. took out the starting goalie. Great. I think it was a bit of a white flag, and it went it went that direction. They lost eight two. Yeah. Well, thanks, I, thanks for I bringing it up. I talked to Hunts because this is the time of year they lost their top guys like Easton Callen. They lost yeah. their top guys to the World Juniors, and yeah. then they went on a run. So it is. Junior hockey's crazy because they were in a bit of a rut, and then all their top guys went away, and they started laying the pounds on guys again. Yeah. There we but go. Hey, yeah. I want to ask you about what Christmas in L.A. was like. You know, you oh, guys are baby. great teams. Oh. You're, you're in the NHL. Wait, Tell me about okay. Christmas in L.A. Did you Thanks, shop for Warren. the players? I really appreciate it. I really appreciate it. Ray, I, I'm, I'm already struggling with my New Year's resolutions, and you've got me thinking about what it was like to walk out of my deck onto the beach <laughs> as Santa Claus went by in his sedu. Yeah. yeah, it was okay. I enjoyed it. There's certain places, if I'd ever thought my hockey life uh, was going to end up and I was ever going to make it to the National Hockey League and spend 14 years in Los Angeles on Manhattan Beach, it, it was pretty special, I'll tell you. So. And the team's playing great. I had a buddy down. I guess they lost to Seattle the other night, but they've done a really good job turning all those assets around. Uh, and and they're deep. They're really deep. Still not sure whether I would have let go of Gabe Velarde so soon, but he's uh, he's having a nice uh, little stay there in Winnipeg so far. I'm not talking about firing any coach here, but the last few changes and the ability for teams to kind of get going a little bit, and we'll see what Ottawa does tonight as early as uh, game two for Jacques Martin against Colorado, I think. A tough one as well. Oh, yeah. But does that give now ownerships or president of hockey ops another thing to think about uh, if, if, in fact, they want to jolt their lineup? And I look at Buffalo right now. It's like really underachieving here. Yeah. Like, Is it easier today than it was even a few years ago to just make a coaching change? I do think it's a little easier. And I, I mean, I've got a ton of time for Stevie Steos, and I, I think he's going to do a great job. I didn't like the timing of this one uh, for DJ so close to the hall. And in fairness, if I go back to the way this team's built, um, there's, I still think it's flawed. Like you see the teams that have made the jump and obviously talks do an incredible, incredible job in Vancouver, but they really need to improve on their blue line. And when you look at their blue line now, I know Susie's hurt, but you know, what's the kids they, they brought in a kid to play with uh, who's the right shot D uh, that's playing with her uh, with Quinn Hughes. Like he, he's, he's playing, like this Heronic. guy's fit in, like, fit in like a glove, and then Susie, and then 
they bring in Zadorov and they've really worked on their back end. And now you've got Demko in that. When I look at what Ottawa added to their back end, and I know Shabbat's hurt with that, they really, the veteran presence they brought in to stabilize, and I love I love the chicken trade, but is, is Travis Harmonic, mm-hmm. right? I, I mean, so, and I don't like the fact that people saying, you know, the coach, it wasn't a coaching problem in Edmonton, it was a goaltending problem. Um, and then they start to go on a bit of a roll. Their defense is still a problem, and their goaltending is yeah. still a problem. In Ottawa, I think they're getting a bit of a pass on. They spent a lot of money on Corpus Allo and in Forsberg, and they have not been consistently good, and especially with a, a young blue line, uh, the timely goals. So I think the goaltending really let DJ down as well. And I, I think Pierre didn't do a heck of a lot. You know, Dominic Kubalik, for me, only scores goals on teams that aren't winning. Yeah, like that was what he did in Czech Republic. I drafted this kid in the seventh round, and I mean, he got sent back from the Kitchener Rangers, and then he comes back on Chicago when they weren't very good anymore, and scores like forty, and almost wins the rookie of the year when he was like twenty-eight or something like that. Yeah, that's when he won a very head. And now they spend all this money on him and Tarasenko, and, and the money could have been spent on building up your blue line, and then having some veteran presence that are true leaders around that group, and to you know to help guys like Giroux out. And anyways, there are. Uh, Can you hear that, folks? Made service. It's made service coming. Airfield? <laughs> we got to go, pal. We got to go. Guys, have a great Christmas. Hey, one thing, too, really quick. Great shout-out to Elise for her statement early in the week. I know, I know, Borny, you've been oh, through a lot. Hey, I love your book and stuff, but that was a real heartwarming statement and lots of love and prayers for her over the uh, holidays here. Thanks, Futes. We appreciate you. Uh, Merry Christmas, buddy. Mike Futa. NHL executive with the LA Kings in their heyday of Stanley Cup champions. I want to ask them what they gave the Kings for presents. Okay, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to continue our Christmas edition of the Real Kipper and Bourne show after these words.